0: Thanks for joining us at the Off Talk podcast series, where we discuss Parkinson's disease, managing off periods, and the use of on-demand therapies. Each podcast will be a one-on-one discussion with a leading movement disorder specialist. These podcasts also include important safety information. This podcast, Under Treatment of Off Periods, is intended for U.S. healthcare professionals and is brought to you by of Therapeutics Incorporated. I'm Julia Overman and I'm a medical science liaison with Accord the Therapeutics. I'm joined today by Dr. Salima Brillman, Director of the Parkinson's Disease and Movement Disorder Center of Silicon Valley. Dr. Brillman, thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure, thank you, Julia. Dr. Brillman, can you tell us about off periods? What are they and how can they manifest in patients with Parkinson's disease?
1: Off-periods are when Parkinson's disease symptoms return because medications wear off before the next dose or when a baseline therapy dose does not take its full anticipated effect. Off-periods or periods where symptoms return are common, although patients may not realize they have them because of the complex set of symptoms that may be associated with them. About 40% of patients experience off-periods within five years of starting treatment, and about 70% of patients have them after nine years or more of levodopa therapy. As the disease progresses, patients will typically have shorter periods of on-time and more off-periods per day. Off-period symptoms can differ from patient to patient and can differ from day to day in the same patient. Off-periods may manifest in motor and or non-motor symptoms, and patients may not be able to predict when off symptoms will return and how long they will last. The lexicon for off is vast with no standardized nomenclature. Off periods are sometimes referred to as return of symptoms, wearing off, delayed on, dose failure, early morning akinesia, unpredictable, and ineffective responses to oral levodopa. The severity and symptoms of off-period are unique for each patient. Off-periods can present a cascade of diffuse symptoms, and their onset can be gradual or abrupt. Off-period motor symptoms can include tremor, stiffness, slowness, difficulty speaking, reduced dexterity, difficulty getting up from a chair, and balance problems. Off-period non-motor symptoms may include fatigue, aching, anxiety, mood changes, restlessness, apathy, pain, cloudy thinking, or a dull mind. Periodic return of symptoms are among the most troublesome symptoms to patients, and some patients may accept their off periods as an inevitable course of the disease without the awareness that they can be treated.
0: Thank you for that overview of off periods. I imagine the first step towards treating off periods is first identifying them. What are some of the challenges with identifying off periods in patients with Parkinson's disease?
1: Well, I think it's twofold. Um, I think part is the patients. I think patients have trouble themselves identifying their off periods. I've had patients that I go through it with them every single time, and they just really have trouble identifying their return of symptoms, particularly if it's a non-motor symptom. They, um, if it's fatigue or if it's anxiety, they have trouble to recognize that this may be related to the wearing off of their medication or their medication not working as well as it had. Many people don't understand why their medications don't work the way that they used to when they, when they first started levodopa therapy. So I think there's an educational barrier that needs to be brought to the attention of people with Parkinson's and their caretakers so that they can understand why off-periods occur. And then once they start to understand that, they can better identify the different types of off periods and if they have off periods. The other part of this is on the healthcare provider. In this day and age of medicine, providers don't have a lot of time with their patients. It's just the fact. And unfortunately, with Parkinson's, we have so many symptoms to go through and A lot of education to go through too with our patients and when a provider has 10 or 15 minutes it's really difficult to delve into all of the symptoms that they may or may not be having. I think that's one barrier that a person has uh, when trying to identify off periods in people with Parkinson's.
0: I see. So, it sounds like it's important that both healthcare providers and patients are aware that patients may experience a return of symptoms or off periods. What are some of the strategies that healthcare providers can use to identify off periods with their patients?
1: It's vitally important that our patients write down their symptoms as they are occurring. So, I would encourage healthcare providers to ask their patients to write down their symptoms as they're happening. If they can keep a diary our patients keep a diary even for a few days prior to their appointments and bring it to their appointments, or as they're happening from the time that they leave their doctor's appointment to the time that they come back to get a sense of what's happening in the person's day to day, that can be very beneficial um, because people forget, we all forget what's happened a month ago. But this can really help to identify if our patient is having off periods, and also identify what type of off period. So, you know, have them write down when they're when they've taken their medication, and when they're starting to have a symptom, whether it's a motor symptom or a non motor symptom. And this is, of course, happening after they've been educated about off periods. They should hone in on when the symptoms return throughout the day, how many off periods are happening, are they bothersome, and are they predictable or unpredictable.
0: Thank you for that advice for identifying off periods. I'm sure that so many patients could benefit from tracking their symptoms like that so that they are able to identify when they have a return of symptoms.
2: Imbresia levodopa inhalation powder is indicated for intermittent treatment of off episodes in patients with Parkinson's disease treated with carbidopa levodopa. The effect of embresia on non-motor symptoms has not been evaluated. Embresia is an inhaled prescription levodopa medication that contains 42 milligrams of levodopa in each capsule. Embresia is contraindicated in patients who are taking or who have recently taken, within two weeks, non selective monoamine oxidase MAO inhibitors, for example, phenylzine and tranylcypromine, due to risk of hypertension. Discontinue use of non selective MAO inhibitors at least two weeks prior to initiating embresia. Please stay tuned for additional important safety information later in the podcast. Dr. Brillman, can off parries be
0: treated? If so, how can they be treated?
1: So absolutely, off periods can be treated. In this day and age of Parkinson's, we have tools in our armamentarium to help people with motor fluctuations. And they should be given those opportunities to utilize these tools. We can adjust their baseline medications to try to make it more smooth for the patient during the day. But in addition to... Adjusting one's baseline medication. We also have on-demand medications that people can utilize when they have their symptoms return. So once they've identified their symptoms, there are on-demand medications such as a medication called Imbrija, which is an inhaled levodopa that is utilized as needed for off periods in people with Parkinson's disease who are currently taking carbidopa levodopa. It can be used up to five times per day for off periods when a person needs it. They don't have to use it five times per day, but they could utilize it up to five times per day at their discretion when they have an off period. And the indicated dose for amresia is two inhaled capsules per off period. And as I said, it's up to five um, off periods per day. The landscape in treating people with Parkinson's has really changed in the last decade. We are so lucky to have these better symptomatic treatments and on demand therapies to offer to our patients. It really behooves us as practitioners to offer this to our patients to help them get through their days in a more steady fashion that is more predictable.
0: Well, I'm glad that patients have options these days for treating off periods. And thank you for highlighting some of those options.
2: Please listen to this additional important safety information. Patients treated with levodopa, the active ingredient in imbresia, have reported falling asleep during activities of daily living, including operation of motor vehicles, which sometimes resulted in accidents. Many patients reported somnolence, but some reported no warning signs or sleep attack. This may occur more than a year after initiating treatment. Reassess patients for drowsiness or sleepiness, including occurrence during specific activities. Advise patients of potential for drowsiness and ask about factors that may increase this risk, for example, sedating medications or sleep disorders. Consider discontinuing ambrosia in patients who report significant daytime sleepiness or falling asleep during activities that require active participation. If continuing Brescia, advise patients not to drive and to avoid activities that may result in harm. There is insufficient information that dose reduction will eliminate episodes of falling asleep during activities of daily living. Neuroleptic malignant syndrome-like symptoms, for example, elevated temperature, muscular rigidity, altered consciousness, and autonomic instability have been reported with rapid dose reduction, withdrawal of, or changes in dopaminergic therapy. Hallucinations with or without confusion, insomnia, and excessive dreaming may occur and may respond to reducing levodopa therapy. Abnormal thinking and behavior may present with paranoid ideation, delusions, hallucinations, confusion, psychotic-like behavior, disorientation, aggressive behavior, agitation, and delirium. Imbresia should ordinarily not be used in patients with major psychotic disorder due to risk of exacerbating psychosis. Dopamine antagonists used to treat psychosis may exacerbate symptoms of Parkinson's disease and may decrease imbregia efficacy. Patients on medications that increase central dopaminergic tone, such as imbregia, can experience intense urges to gamble or spend money, increased sexual urges, binge eating, and or other intense urges, and inability to control them. In some cases, these are just stopped with dose reduction or medication discontinuation. Since some patients may not recognize these behaviors as abnormal, ask patients or their caregivers about development of new or increased urges and consider stopping imbresia if this occurs. Imbresia may cause or exacerbate dyskinesias. If troublesome dyskinesias occur, consider stopping imbresia or adjusting other Parkinson's medications. Imbresia is not recommended in patients with asthma, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or other chronic underlying lung disease because of the risk of bronchospasm. Monitor patients with glaucoma for increased intraocular pressure. Abnormalities in laboratory tests may include elevations of liver function tests, for example, alkaline phosphatase, AST, ALT, lactic dehydrogenase, or bilirubin, blood urea nitrogen, hemolytic anemia, and positive direct antibody test. Increased levels of catecholamines and their metabolites in plasma and urine may result in false positive results, suggesting pheochromocytoma. The most common adverse reactions that occurred at an incidence of at least 5% and greater than placebo were cough, 15% versus 2%, upper respiratory tract infection, 6% versus 3%, nausea, 5% versus 3%, and sputum discolored, 5% versus 0%. Use of selective MAOB inhibitors with ambrosia may be associated with orthostatic hypotension. Monitor patients taking these drugs concurrently. Isoniazid and dopamine D2 receptor antagonists, for example, phenothiazines, butyrophenones, risperidone, and metaclopramide may reduce levodopa efficacy. Monitor for worsening symptoms. Iron salts or multivitamins with iron salts may reduce levodopa bioavailability. Imbresia should be used during pregnancy or nursing only if potential benefit justifies potential risk. There are no adequate data on ambrosia in pregnant women or breastfed infants. Animal data shows carbidopa levodopa is developmentally toxic, including teratogenicity. Levodopa may affect milk production, interfering with lactation. Levodopa has been detected in human milk. Safety and effectiveness in pediatric patients have not been established. 56 geriatric patients experienced more of the following adverse reactions than 58 patients younger than 65. Cough, 25% versus 5%. Upper respiratory tract infection, 11% versus 2%. Nausea, 7% versus 3%. Vomiting, 4% versus 2%. Pain in extremities, 4% versus 0%. And discolored nasal discharge, 4% versus 0%. Please refer to the full prescribing information available at imbresiafullpi.com. There are additional resources at imbresia-hcp.com.
0: Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Beldman, and for giving us your insight on treatment of off periods and the role of as-needed
2: medications
0: like imbresia.
1: It's my pleasure, Julia. Thank you so much for having me here today.
2: Accorda Therapeutics, the stylized Accorda Therapeutics logo, and Imbresia are all trademarks of Accorda Therapeutics Incorporated. Copyright 2020, Accorda Therapeutics Incorporated. All rights reserved.